There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grumbacher. Joining me as always is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. Helping us move from awareness to action this week, this month, is... Us. Centauri and I and the presidential election <laughs> of 2020. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, November the 4th. And we have no clarity. We have no answers. I, I think we like have kind of a clue. Oh, and and, and I have a that? I have a crystal ball. No, we have no idea. We have no idea what's going to happen, and I think it's going to be a while before we actually get some concrete results, which I think is causing some anxiety for folks. But it is what it is. So we we made the decision probably four and a half years ago that we wanted to start a podcast, which makes us really on the front end of of podcasts because yep. now there's a million of them. But that we were sort of early adopters. Or maybe midway, whatever. And this was, was it November 8th? November 8th or 9th, yeah, four yeah. years ago. Was was our first podcast. And we were just talking about how how uh, we met a young lady at the office building that we were recording in who was like wrapped in a blanket and was so legitimately traumatized. And I was looking at her and I thought, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Like, this is crazy. Yeah, a lot of but, people were like that that day. But she was totally 100% serious. Yeah, people thought the world was over in 2016 once uh, Trump was named president. And now, four years later, um, he might remain, he might go. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting election cycle. And, like, last night was just interesting to see common commentary from both sides of the aisle. Um, and it was interesting to see how, how dialed into this all, at least all my friend group um, and the folks that I'm associated with, just people are definitely passionate about this, um, but I'm I'm excited for it to all be over. Whichever way it shakes out, just like let's move on. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I was talking to to Emily, my my wife Emily, on, on a walk on Sunday morning, and I was like, you know what? Is it going to be? Is 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 everything going to go away? If Biden wins, is is Corona going to go right. away? Is racism going to go away? Or if Trump wins? Is everything going to get worse? It's like, I, I honestly have no idea, no idea. what's going to happen. But then I settled on the fact that, no, it's all going to stay super, super shitty because media and social media, unless those go away, it's going to keep just going down the direction of feeding us car crash after car crash because that's the only way they can make money. I was... Um I think that's this election cycle has definitely illuminated the fact that, yeah, social media is uh, is... Probably not good for our psyche, well-being, or just really understanding of democracy. I was um, being interviewed by this, this pretty much the Swiss version of NPR, and the woman asked, "Like, are you afraid to go to the polls? Um, we hear there's so much violence." And I was like, uh, "I'm standing like in Scottsdale, Arizona. It seems like things are pretty fine. So, what are you guys hearing over there?" So, the point is, like, the media is definitely playing into a narrative that doesn't. And from all I could, from all the folks that worked the polls yesterday that I talked to, they said it was pretty. Pretty calm, no real incidents. It was, you know, people just doing their thing and voting for who they're going to vote for. So I do think you have this place where social media and the general media is pushing a narrative that just might not exist of complete unrest and distraught um, on both sides, and it's it's probably a lot less than that. Or maybe yeah. I'm naive. 
Well, that's that that that's certainly what I hope. Right. I hope that that the world of Twitter mm-hmm. is is representative of of one percent to to five percent of the population, right. and obviously the only voices that get amplified are those that are exciting one way or another. Um, you know the. No such thing as a raging moderate, it seems like anymore. But that's really what we need, and that's probably what most people really are. And I think one of the well, I, I won't put my opinion on this. I will say that the the sentiment seems to be that hopefully Biden would be sort of that that moderate voice. Now his politics might say otherwise, but I do think for me personally, it was it was really important for me to figure out how do we get back to a center or just not even center, just some normalcy, some decorum. Um, where people talk to pe- to each other across the aisle. I'm hoping that either if Biden wins, he's that person, or if Trump remains president, he hears that and understands that the United States needs to get back to a place where it's just like, we're respected by the world and it's normal. So whatever you need to do with your politics, President Trump, do that it, but like maybe just be decent to the other side. And I think that was what, that's just my big hope. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that's, that's certainly mine as well. Um, did, did you happen to listen to that Sam Harris podcast that I sent over no, to you? No, I didn't get it. No, no. Give me it, the, the top one. It's, it's eight minutes long. And have you ever paid attention to Sam Harris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's this brilliant thinker, right. super smart. Um, but, and, and he hates Trump. Like, he hates him. And he just, he literally, I, I think he was in the shower or something like that, and it finally clicked in his head. It's like, now I get it. Now I understand why people like Donald Trump. And so he just, you know, I'm not going to do it justice, but he says, yes, Trump says he's super smart. He says he's super rich. He says he's all these things, but he doesn't say I'm smarter than you are. Mm. I'm not, I'm, I'm, he doesn't say I'm richer than you are. He doesn't say that you're dumb. In fact, he is what Sam says. He's like, I am, you know, fat ass Jesus. I am grabbing by the pussy Jesus. I am, you know, drink 50 Diet Cokes a day Jesus. So everything that is wrong with you, he is making it okay. And making it okay. Wow. And then the flip side huh. of the coin is the opposite of that. It says the left says you're fucking stupid. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You're xenophobic. So it's the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And play. That's actually if the the, the right sees themselves in him and they're like, oh right, this is now justified. Mike, that's really good theory. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, it certainly. It, it made sense to me. Right. And that's that's what you and I have always sort of we've had these conversations. It's like, stop telling me I'm a fucking racist. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm idiot, not. Or an idiot. Or yeah. Because I believe a, a certain thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Just because I happen to have a different an opinion, opinion yeah, on. Yeah. Right. 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 Doesn't. Yeah. So that I hope that and 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 you look at the demographics that that Trump won the most. Latino district in the United States of America, yeah. where he lost, or, or um, two elections ago, uh, Obama won by like sixty, yeah, and then Trump the first time won it by three or lost by three, and this time he won, and and and, and he's he's up in every he's he's up in blacks he's up in women, he's the only category he's down in is is in white males, yeah, and the urban like urban cores, yeah, which is. If, if anything, I think this election, um, well, the last one did too. So I would say Trump makes it hard for people to poll because, I mean, there's a, I think there's definitely this group of folks, which is why I, my prediction was that was that that, that Trump takes the uh, election maybe by the, well, I don't know if we'll know in the next couple of days, but 
you have a lot of folks that are silent Trump supporters, the folks that are not going to exit the polls and say I voted for him, they're just not going to say anything, right? And I think to your point, a lot of folks that his message resonates, but they don't want to feel ashamed, so you just don't know about them. Um, and then you also see the shifting, not I wouldn't say the shifting demographics, but shifting priorities of those demographics. So if you're looking at, um, I was having a conversation this morning about like why there's a large group of black male voters that are very much anti-Kamala Harris because of her, um, her, her record in California, right? So when you look at this group, that is, if they're gonna vote on one thing and it's criminal justice reform, well, she's not the person, right? Trump is, and so you see a different in, in, in uh, ideology and rather maybe issues and saying, all right, I'm gonna align to the candidate that now affects me here and that might be Donald Trump, it might be Joe Biden, but it definitely is shifting from just gender, race, sexual orientation. Um, I mean, I think there was a huge stat yesterday about how many LGBTQ folks voted for Trump. It was a huge number, right? And so you're voting on issues that may not be the issues that the, the traditional media thinks you should be voting for. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been suspicious of polls in the first place. And right. this, you know, it's two years in a row now. Right. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because the popular vote came out pretty close to what people polled last time. Right? Yeah. Didn't it? Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I, yes, I, I, I certainly agree with, with everything you just said. And, I mean, when, when Biden went on The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, he goes, if you ain't black if you don't yeah, vote for me. Like, that was fuck rough. you, man. That was rough. Yeah, it's like, like how 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 offensive is that? It's very. I mean, the the black vote has always been tried to be considered a monolith. I think that's why Candace Owens is so um, affected with what she does. It's like she's really good at saying the narrative of, and I do agree with her to some degree that if you're a Democrat, that the black vote is just kind of like been a, a given. And then what happens is that you're like, well, I'll just count on black American voters to to carry the election, but then not actually service them in the way that you said that you were going to do that because you. They're like, well, you don't have another option, so what are you going to do? Well, there's another option now, and uh, people are choosing that option. And so it's, uh, it's just going to see how that's all playing out. Yeah. I want to go down that, that sort of that, that rabbit hole here in a second. Ooh. But what we should have maybe said at the beginning is I got a lot of, uh, a lot of shit last time because I didn't vote for either one of them. Right. I didn't, certainly didn't, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton <laughs> because I, I find her to be extremely objectionable. And I certainly would not vote for Donald Trump because I find him to be objectionable. And so this time around, I did not vote for either one of them again. I'm, I'm in the South Park camp where it's always a giant douche versus a turd sandwich. And this is, uh, again, uh, another time around where, where, where that happened. And anybody says that uh, it's, it's an obligation to vote. Well, no, it's not. It's, I, I have the right to vote. That doesn't mean that I have to vote. It is, it is my right to vote as an American citizen. You can make a case for I'm obligated, but I told you, Centauri, that I voted all the way down the ticket, voted in every other um, national election, and, and, and or rather, whatever. I voted for everybody else, but I didn't vote for either one of these gentlemen. I, yeah, well, there's there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I think one that we should have because you felt you were in that position, we should have a conversation. We being the country about like how did these two people become the two people when you have an election where unless you're very far left or very far right, most people are like, I'm just trying to vote for the person I like the the most, but or dislike the least. Um, they weren't good candidates, and so we have to have a conversation as a country about who bubbles up as the candidate for each of these. 
um, these sides. And I'm hoping the next the next few election cycles really um, elevates and illuminates some some younger voters. I know or some younger. Um, Candidates. I know that the Stephen Olacara, who runs the Millennial Action Project, uh, which is the largest um, nonpartisan group of elected officials under 45, truly believes that in the next couple of election cycles, people are more so interested in working across the aisle. You have young Republicans, young Democrats who are like, "I just want a solution. I don't want, um, I don't want this to be about parties." So hopefully, we get candidates that way. Um, on you not voting, I don't know, man. I know. Give me, give. I guess, like... I don't know, man. So you just made a conscious choice. You're like, I'm just not going to do it. Because, like, principle or what? It's exactly on principle. Okay. Okay. A thousand percent on principle. Can I look myself in the mirror and say that I endorse this person for the most important okay. office in, in the free world, in the most important election that we've ever had? I guess I can kind of respect that. I no, think it, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it is what it, it is. It doesn't matter to yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you like, do whatever you want. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, it's you like, do whatever well, you want. Uh, why'd you vote for Trump? It's like, well, a correct answer is because I like him. Because I wanted to. Why'd you vote for Biden? Well, because I hate Trump. That These are all acceptable answers. When but somebody asks answers. me yeah. what, what kind of beer I like or what my favorite ice cream is, if I say chocolate, it's because I like the taste of fucking chocolate, right. not because I'm going to explain... What happens to my fucking taste buds when it hits and that sends a message to my brain? It's like, I like wine because it tastes fucking good and I'm not going to you know, give you a rundown of, of, of the different flavors and all that bullshit. If you are a person who likes that, well, then more power to you right. there right, as right, well. Right, right. Yeah, you're not, I mean, you're not beholden. You don't have to explain You got it. Yeah, it's yeah. my right to true. vote who, for who, true. who I true. want for whatever reason that I have. Right. I stand on principle on, on this, okay. and I, I mean, I... Why didn't you vote for the third party candidate? I don't even know who the third party candidate is. Oh, fair. Okay. In this fair. example. <laughs> who is it? I don't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. Is there someone? Fair enough. So, um, I, I was listening to a podcast, because that seems like a, that's all that I do, and the person was talking about this idea of first principles. Hmm. And we have been talking about critical thinking quite a bit over right. the past couple of years and how right. important that is to, to sharpen that skill. And essentially, first principles is is really what we're talking about. Um, and I'm not going to be able to do a very good job defining it. I'll, I'll just give a couple of examples, which is the exact opposite of what first principles are. Okay. First principles is actually uh, looking at the building blocks of why you make a certain decision versus making a decision based on analogy. Ah. So uh, kids are great at it. Like, like, like James, when, when James is my four-year-old, I, I pick him up from school. He's like, did you bring me a snack? And he, he, he always wants pirate's booty, right? Have you ever had pirate's yeah, yeah. booty? It's, it's good. It's, it's totally it's good delicious. And he's eating and he says, says Why, who, who made pirate's booty? And so I, I make up this whole elaborate story about how little boys and girls, when they get done with school, they, they really want a delicious snack. And so these people got together and they wanted to come up with a delicious snack oh, for kids. I love that. And so they decided, thought about what they wanted it to taste like. So they made a recipe, then they made it, and they, 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 they tested it. And you go down by down by down. And that's how they make Pirate's Booty. Elon Musk, when he was coming up with Tesla and with uh, SpaceX, he figured out that if he wanted to go and buy a rocket to go to Mars, it would be like $100 million. He's like, well, wait a minute. Does that make sense? He's like, 
what I'm going to do is really deconstruct everything and go back and figure out what a rocket's made out of, how much is the cost of metal, right. and break it down that way. And so he started with that versus what everybody else's assumptions that's, that's are. Exactly, yeah, that's great. And, and, and built it that way. And so I think when you're talking about, I'm a black man, and I vote Democrat. Okay, very well. Cool. Right. But, but why? why? But why? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that as we as I try to take have takeaways from this election mm -hmm. and from mm -hmm. social media and what's going on between my ears and what's going on in my heart, what I think and what I feel, being mindful and using first principle thinking about any of these issues, critical thinking, um, is really going to benefit and, 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 and serve us individually and then also as a country. I wonder if, um, and I'm sure the data exists, around how many folks actually truly align fully with both either party and how many folks are just probably like you and me that's like somewhere in the middle if there was a not I don't want to say a third but, but a third party of like I kind of believe this I kind of believe this is there something in the middle um, that would be great because I do think we're at this point where to the question about like black voters it's like well why it's like well because it's they're they would say totally aligned with like my life on social justice blah 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 it's like but are they and then you'd get to the point where like I don't have another choice so this is what I got and that's probably why a lot of folks are voting the way they vote. And I wonder if there's a, a space for someone to come in, hopefully, probably someone in Gen Z to say, like, I believe this on the conservative side, I believe this on the liberal side, like, join me if, you, if you're okay with that. And then the other, so many other countries have 14 different parties, probably for good reason, because you can't put either of us in either two of those. Because I would say, knowing us quite well, neither of us fully agree or align with either of the current parties. And I bet a lot of Americans are like that. A thousand percent. Yeah, and this idea of having a third party candidate come forward or expanding it to different parties as a, as a political science major, I should have the answer to these questions, but I don't. I think the one thing that the Democrats and Republicans can agree is that like no one will be a president besides a Democrat or a Republican. At least you can work within that construct. Yeah, well, and you know, frankly, Trump is, was a lifelong Democrat right, anyway. Right, right, right. And he just is himself at the end of the day. <laughs> Um, it's so true. He just is himself. We were talking about how um, <laughs> we were talking about how you thought that 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 so far the fallout from the election so far hasn't been as bad because there aren't people uh, crying young, in the fetal position, young ladies crying in the fetal position. And Maybe I, I said, just haven't gone enough places today. Yeah, uh, right. You know, give it time. And give time. it twelve hours. The, 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 the ink or the blood actually dries. Um, that that yeah, but but there's like still riots, and I think in 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 Portland or Seattle, that maybe they're they're not in the news anymore, but it's still going on every night. Right. And there's Antifa and the Proud Boys, and you know what whatever the labels are, there are a lot of people who are super unhappy, and there are a lot For of sure. people who are talking about. It's actually on, on in people's mouths talking about civil war. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, there's a couple of like, obviously memes joking about that, but the country's super divided. But then I go back to this idea that a lot of political, uh, like, um, social psychologists and sociologists are like, the country's actually not that divided. Right. People agree on most things. It's yeah. just like, it's always the media showing the four riots here, the Proud Boys having things in, in one state, and those are kind of just 
really, really um, heightened anecdotes that are not supported by data because I think there's so much stuff out there from Pew and other reputable sources saying like the, the country's actually like people want what's best for their family. They want to make sure that they can send their kids to school. They want to do right by by each other. Yeah, you're going to have these extremes, but again, maybe that's changed. But I'm hoping that the the country still has kind of the set the set of values of um, what unites us. Um, there's actually a great um, a great study called What Unites Us around that. Like people are pretty much centered around eight different values and ideals in this country. But that was maybe three years, probably like after the last election, three or four years ago. Um, and I wonder if that's still true today. Well, I think that's extremely valuable right there. I was not aware of that, What Unites Us. What Unites Us. Um, I think it was probably like David Brooks did it. I think that that's of, of immense value. Oh, it's Dan Rather, huh? Yeah. I don't know why I made that face, but I just did. <laughs> um, certainly, I, I imagine that 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 it's 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 wanting to to take care of your family, yeah, yeah. to provide, to have opportunity, to to have freedoms, to be able to choose whatever path that you want to take. There's also things like sense of sense of like faith, um, community. People want to be people genuinely want to take care of the folks around them. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully we get back to that, but I, I don't know where, and I don't know if I can necessarily pin it on Trump. I will say the Trump administration, take it for what you will, has, has made it easier for things to like bubble up, but I don't think it's his fault. Um, so when you look at kind of the social unrest or like the, the things that are bubbling, it seems like America was already cracking, right? Like there's some things, and then there's this rhetoric that pushed on both sides, so the left and the right, Antifa, Proud Boys, that all of a sudden this kind of blew up and I'm hoping either if it's President Biden gets to a point where like we have to be united as a country or President Trump says all right guys like let's come back together and go back to what unites us whoever it is I'm hoping that's what they do yeah amen and the, the things that unite us the promise of of the United States of America what's always made us a great country, mm -hmm. um, that is, is the glue that, that, that holds right. it all together. Right, 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 right. And if we can't be together on that, right. then I think that we are in big trouble. Yeah, and I think, I don't, and we haven't talked about it, but just kind of like, and I don't know how much of this is important, but foreign perception of us, that, that's never been like a thing of mine until recently when people are like, we're the laughing stock of the world. We used to be the people that everyone like looked at for, this is how you, this is, this is how you do things. This is our guide. This is our north star. And now people are like, "What the hell is happening?" It's like it's like we're the country that like recently got divorced and it's like now like just a shit show. And they're like, "You used to be so stable, and now you're just kind of crazy." I want, however, the next four years looks to get us back to being that exemplar in the world. And I don't know, I don't know how to make that happen. Yeah, I appreciate that, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I give a fuck. Like I said last time, or a couple times ago, like Meghan Markle was saying something about it. It's like I, I just, just couldn't don't. care less <laughs> what what that human being. And she's a she's I guess she's American, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. She's British, and now they're Canadian or whatever. Right. But I don't care. I, I don't. And it's not that I'm arrogant. Um, I just I I I know the comparison is a thief of joy, and I don't necessarily. And, and what yeah, I love what, what 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 France thinks about me is 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 none of my business. 
and so I can't control what what other people think of me or what happens to me so I'm not gonna really concern myself that we are a dumpster fire and people are recognizing it sure yeah I think you know um, but what just people's perception outside the country that doesn't necessarily necessarily matter to me um, I heard a conversation and they're talking about how without that agreed with with without common values I, I think it's it's I think we're in trouble but more importantly than well equally important to that adjacently important to that is that we need to have agreed upon facts mm. Mm. yes and then once we agree that these are the facts then you take your values and you, you apply, apply them, them yeah. and I take mine and then we can have a conversation right. but if there's no agreed upon facts well then then then, then we're totally fucked complete too. chaos yeah I wonder bringing it back to the election there was so much misinformation um, leading into like just even think about like where, like where if you could drop off your thing at a at the polls yeah. at a certain time like no people were like I have no idea yeah. what's true is this is this safe <laughs> is this safe what's going on I it's hard I think I again will not insert my, I will try not to insert my opinion here but I think just even during this um, whole coronavirus uh, pandemic when you see um, and Chris Christie did a good job of like talking about this in his op-ed around masks right so CDC um, came out and was like we should we should everyone should wear masks Pretty much scientists around the world were like, this is what you do. And then we had an entire group of people in power saying, no, 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 that's just not true. And then we found out, no, this is actually how you're saving lives. Even Republicans like Chris Christie are like, yep, I should have wore a mask. I don't know why I let it become a politicized thing. We know masks work. Facts, right? But we're now living in a world where people can say, no, I don't believe that. That's not a fact. And so therefore, like, the values piece can't even be applied because we're not even on the same page about what is true or not. How do we get ahead of that? I don't know. I think it's actually going to go, f we're going to, I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. When you have, I, I will insert my opinion on here. If you have someone like a Dr. Fauci who has been along, like he's an expert in his field in infectious disease. He's this person that does this. He's worked for the CDC, the most renowned organization. For him to have all this, this pedigree and expertise and for someone to say, no, that's not true. That's insane to me. That I do not understand that. I couldn't imagine going into a physician's office and being like, no, that's not true. Like, I know you went to med school, but I don't, that's just not true. I'm not going to believe that fact. Fake news. Fake news. We are definitely, I think it's going to get a lot worse. And social media doesn't help. There's, I feel like I'm a fairly smart person. There are things that sometimes are, that are up, and I'm like, I actually don't know if this is true or not. Like, I, I can do some more research, but I have absolutely no idea depending on the news source, and I feel like I should be able to discern, and I just can't, and I think that's, if you were gonna, if you were gonna ask me what's gonna be the biggest problem in the next five years, I think it's this misinformation and not really understanding what's what's accurate or what, where you could get some veracity on these things. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. It's it's social media um, feeding the rage machine. Right. That's, um, The Social Dilemma came out on Netflix. I haven't seen that yet. I really wanna watch. I, I think it's really important that just, we are mindful of what what, mm. what it's doing to us and, right. and how it's working, because um, it's not good. Spoiler alert: uh, social media is terrible for you. And then again, that whoever wins, my perspective was that, and I'm sure that it is 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 going to play out, that that the media is still going to continue to 
go down the rabbit or go down the path of clickbait, sensationalized um, coverage. What are your thoughts on? Because um, this is in George and I are in uh, Arizona. Arizona just turned from from the reports that AP is calling. So this might change in the next twelve hours, but it's good to just for fodder for this conversation. Arizona turned blue. Um, and I think people were pretty shocked by that. And there were some other places around the country where that was true as well. Um, what does that mean for like, the future of kind of the state or where you're seeing or where we're seeing kind of demographic shifting? I was, I was actually surprised that we went, where we went blue. Uh, it's such a conservative state and a lot of like, really conservative rural areas, but the urban core made us go blue. Makes me think that people are just I mean, the, the mindsets, are, mindsets are shifting so much around the country that it's going to be very hard to predict anything moving forward. And maybe that's good. Like maybe it's just, maybe it's good that we won't be able to, to know exactly that just because Arizona has this population or demographic, then that means they're going to be red or blue or whatever it might be. But I was, that's been one of the most shocking things of this election season was the fact that we, um, we turned over uh, on the presidency and then also our, we now have two Dem senators. Like Arizona is a blue state now. That's crazy. Yeah, I think it's just important to to remember that everything is cyclical. And yeah, the pendulum will swing. Yeah, I mean that's good. As, that's actually really good. As super as yeah. super liberal people have kids, those and kids are going to be conservative because yeah, yeah. they think mom and dad are stupid. <laughs> right. And then so and then it swings back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think you're going to see a lot of young people <laughs> who are going to be more true. conservative. That's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah, yeah. And as just like I don't think that just the, the, the extremes on either end are, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, what are you, so as James gets older, um, well, both of your kiddos get older, what would you tell them about politics? What would you tell them about this election? I'm going to show them the South Park episode about the giant douche versus the turd Damn sandwich. It, George. I'm going to tell them I didn't go for either one of them. <laughs> and when James and Jack are like, how about you, Uncle Centauri? Who'd you vote for? And you're going to say uh, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. And... We'll and then you're all going to gonna see, walk out of the room. We're going to see, see how it plays out. <laughs> um, I don't have a crystal ball, Centauri. I don't know how that's going to go. I'm going to work really hard to to raise them to be critical thinkers. Love that. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah. To and they, be able whatever to, they to do dig with that. down yeah. and say, okay, well, my dad thinks this, and he was raised this way, and you know, I think that he tries to to, to think through all these issues, even though we all have our biases and all that just to, 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 to work to recognize uh, and to help them to be able to make their own decisions and, 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 and to think through things. Do you think that, um, one of the things that I think we, we, we touched on was how much, not only in the polarization of this election um, was out in the media, but how many people, how many relationships dissolved because of it? And I think going back to the critical thinking point of like, if you can articulate like your values and beliefs, then there's no way that I can't respect you on that. But I might not agree with it, but it's, it is what it is. Why do you think so many people were so quick on either side to just kind of give up on loved ones and friends and relationships because of, because of their beliefs? And what do you think we do about that? Yeah, I think that, I think that, I think that we only have so much bandwidth, mm -hmm. right? It's like if I open up too many windows or whatever on my computer, then it's going to slow down a little right, bit. Right, right. And I only have so much space in my head and, People are so busy these days and we're always constantly receiving new information. And it used to be that we never talked about religion or politics right. or sex or money. And now we're perfectly comfortable talking, talking about, about most it. of those yeah. things. In fact, all we fucking do is talk about politics. And, yeah. You know, mm. that's, that's, that's a lot of people. 
I heard Ron White, the, the famous comedian, say, used to be that you voted on election day and then you woke up and you saw who was president and that was it. Right. You didn't think about politics. And so now that people are thinking about politics 24-7, I, I really think that it just gets down to the fact that, that we are, many of us are very, very disenfranchised, mm. not with, with politics, but, but, but with life and, mm. and we're, we're not finding fulfillment in our work and we're, we're not having a very strong sense of community. And then social media plays and pulls us right into that and gives us one car accident after another and makes you think that, holy shit, I better get ready because fucking Trump's going to screw me or fucking Biden is doing this and, and my stupid neighbor and whatever. But this is, this is, these are my cause that I'm taking up and I will, you know, be a social justice warrior, be on that, be on activist or, or fuck them or whatever. I had a, I saw a post yesterday from a friend who's a professor um, and she's um, it's a big Biden supporter, but she had like on her desk, there was a picture of pretty much, it was like, like a gun was, that was essentially saying like, I'm prepared for what happens next, which is like, what do you think is gonna happen? But a lot of people are in that mindset. Like I, it's, 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 it's very fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. Um, And it's 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 it's, it's foolish to. I think it's foolish to think that that things can't go so sideways that that could happen. Fair. Because fair. It happens all the time. Fair. That's fair. You're telling totally right. And important to recognize that the fact that we're able to have these kinds of conversations is just evidence to the kind of country that we really do have, right. and that we can have these conversations. Right. Um, but I should also get a gun. But, and just recognize, that, well, no, no, I, I don't think that. Um, we're in Arizona, there's probably one laying on the street somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> she can just go get one yeah. somewhere. Or there's one under the table that we're sitting <laughs> at just because. Um, I sort of lost my train of thought there. Oh, just, just that somebody said, well, yeah, that's just, just hyperbolic thinking that, um, we all need to, to, to push back a little bit mm. and to say, okay, what's, what's really going on here? Why am I thinking these thoughts? Is this a real thing? And if it's a real thing where you are, because you might be in a city where, where, where it's a real that's, thing. That's very true. That's very true. And if that's the case, um, then maybe do something to change it. And think about what, what, what you can be doing to change your situation. I think once all of this... Um I don't know if it'll ever die down, but I do think we should get back. I mean, the one thing I would leave listeners with is getting back to a place where you're, and I'm pushing myself to do this, just reaching across and talking to folks that you just might have very, very, very even polarized views then, and just understanding them on the human level. Like, I think it's really hard to hate someone once you get to know them, and we've definitely lost out of that in this election cycle of, and I, I'm, I'm totally guilty of it too. It's like, well, I know you're not a bad person, so why do I feel this way? So like, let's talk about this. And then to your point, maybe let's talk about it without politics in mind. Like, let's just talk about your kids. Let's talk about wine. Let's talk about chocolate ice cream. By the way, th those things I will get your reviews on. Um, but I, 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 there was someone asked yesterday, what was your, my hope for the future? And I said, just empathy in and from everyone. Sit down, talk to people, understand them, love them on the human level. And then I think a lot of these things will go away. But that's easier said than done, I'm sure. 
I don't think that it is. I okay. think that that's, I think, I think that if you're doing that, we've, we've talked a lot about this right. over, over the four years about what makes people happy and what makes for good community and the way forward on these things and our differences and, and, and all that. Um, and how if you try to think about a huge problem like that, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming, yeah. But all that you and I can do is do what you just suggested. What do what you just said that you will do personally, and I certainly endeavor to do that as 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 well. To be mindful of the things that I'm letting into my head, um, and then to engage in conversations. Like, why is my wife? Why does she think so differently about something? Mm. Or why does my neighbor think so differently about this? And how in the world? is half the country so stupid from my perspective and the other half of the country thinks, thinks that I'm so stupid because right, right, right. this way. Right. It's, it's, it's amazing that it could be split down the middle like that, but, 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 but we're not. Right. Right. Just sit down, yeah. And date in conversations, talk to people, folks. And leave your sidearm in the car or whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't know the first thing about buying a gun, by the way. So Centauri and I are both uh, fraternity members and um, it's like the, uh, the framers of the Constitution, um, just their foresight on everything and the wisdom is so incredible. And when I look back on some of the literature that I learned when I was going through pledging mm. back when I was you know, 18 years old, um, some of it, so much of it rings true today. And so I just want to read this to you. Mm. It's called The Spirit of Sigma Chi. The spirit of Sigma Chi, as conceived by the founders more than probably 160 years ago, but yet visible and alive today, is based on the theory that friendship among members sharing a common belief in an ideal and possessing different temperaments, talents, and convictions is superior to friendship among members having the same temperaments, talents, and convictions, and that genuine friendship can be maintained without surrendering the principle of individuality or sacrificing one's personal judgment. Nice. Now let's just apply that to the country. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. It's like what makes America amazing. I'm going to say great because that's what we yeah, Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Is that we are all different. Right. And so long as we do have those shared values and the principles that, that this is a good place and worth fighting for, well then, then we start with that and then we have conversations. Amen. Engage in vigorous debate. Amen. Do we solve all the world's problems? I think so. Sweet. All right, Any, is that it, done? Man, I mean, I think we, I mean, we'll have to do a follow-up to see who actually won. Oh, yeah. And then once we do that, I mean, it's going to be... Maybe everything we said today is just going to be complete horseshit. Yeah. And it's going to be a huge raging dumpster fire the next seven days. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Well, it's been, it's been a great four years, Centauri. It's Thank been you. awesome, George. Thanks, as always, for listening. And remember to keep questioning because the struggle is... Real. On behalf of Centauri and I, thanks as always for listening. Please subscribe to the show, leave us a review, and feel free to share the show on social media. Thanks a lot.